Welcome back to another episode of the Footy LG Pod. Of course, I'm here with Tony. And Tony, I, I think Liverpool's in the mud. I think you might have to sing oh, about it, man. Right, because, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Woo! What a game! I mean, to give them hope. I, everyone's got to know by now. We're talking Champions League to start this off. To to give Liverpool fans hope, going up two nothing against Real Madrid, um, and then like- just. Just say it snatched away. It was, like that, it was like that meme of the old man calling the ambulance, calling the ambulance, but not for me, you know? Like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, it was – I, I didn't get to watch it because Napoli was late at the time, but just seeing the live reaction on Twitter as it was happening was yeah. priceless. Because I have a lot of people I follow on Twitter that are Liverpool fans. Well, dude. And, my... and just seeing, like, the euphoria of that first 16 minutes or 13 minutes up to nothing, and then just the crumble. Well, I mean, my new hobby is when Liverpool wins, loses big games to go on TikTok and watch all the vi- live reaction videos of all the Liverpool guys like that one fat bald headed guy that Jonathan Morley, um, the ginger guy that always like, this is, this is the game that changed the season. This is the game. Yeah. Fuck, what's, his, what's, what's, what's his name? He's either, he's like Jonathan Morley too, but yeah, dude, watching those guys dude, like it, it drives, it drives me crazy how, how, how Patty. Patty Murphy, that's yes, what yeah. <laughs> Dude, watching those guys, like, and all of them just react. First of all, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Gonna give credit to Darwin Nunez, man. We've shit on him a lot here. He scored a brilliant goal. Poor guy, that, start, finally starts playing, and everyone else just shits the bed. That, that was a good goal, though. Eh? That flick with this, like, that was a yeah. nice goal. Credit to him. And then my favorite, though, is when you're watching all the reactions, is what the second goal, which is obviously all Courtois' fault. Mm-hmm. And they're all going, oh, and he's supposed to be the best goalkeeper in the world. No, Allison is. And then Allison absolutely fucks <laughs> up and kicks it off Vinny. An, an awful clearance. I don't even know what the hell he was thinking. Like, it, what, he didn't clear it. He was trying to, like, pass it out right yeah. to Vinny's leg. Made no sense. But then to go in, like, they're all shit-talking Courtois for making a mistake and how Allison's the best. And then Allison goes and does something like that to give up the tying goal. Dude, it was just... And then Vinny hitting the Cristiano Ronaldo too. Oh, dude, just so <laughs> hard, man. And I mean, but you know what? A lot of that game was Joe Gomez's fault. Yeah. Wow, he is bad. I mean, especially on that third goal, like that free kick. There's like fourth goal too. Like the fourth goal, I think it went off. Well, the third goal, like... spe- the third goal, especially because there was like seven guys in front of that Liverpool net, and they let Eder Militao just walk in ahead of them. And I'm pretty sure Gomez is who caused the foul <laughs> yeah. for that free kick. And then yeah. the fourth goal, Benzema hit it off Gomez, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. For it to go in, like, he I had mean, a bad game. Did you see uh, Jamie Carragher's uh, comments toward Van Dyke, which I was really surprised. No, what did he say? So he's so Van Dyke a couple months ago didn't like Van, uh, Carragher's uh, uh, criticism of Liverpool's defense. And he said, you and your prime wouldn't make this team. And Carragher said, "I would." Carragher said, "I would probably fit in the top, the middle too, at the moment as I am." So, <laughs> I mean, that's it's the truth. I mean, this this result. Well, I, don't I, mean, I don't know if that's the truth. I don't. No, think no, 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 no. But it's the it's the result. It's the, the the truth is this Liverpool defense has been horrible. I mean, yes, dropping taking two. This is a devastating loss. But I mean, like it's happened already once this this tournament alone. Where they've just been outplayed and outscored on the defensive side, like yeah. they've just been run through. You know, Napoli did that game and they won four one. So yeah, this is the first game I'm pretty sure big, I think this in is history bigger. though. This is the this is the yeah. first game in history where they've allowed five goals yeah. at Anfield in the Champions League. Like, I mean, you look at the crazy part is these two teams were in the final last year, 
And Real Madrid isn't having a great season like normally they would. And Liverpool's yeah. having a bad season. But this shows the difference between the quality of these two teams. Oh, dude, it was lovely, too. You Seeing know. everyone shit talk on Twitter saying, oh, yeah, the 10th place EPL team up 2 nothing on Real Madrid, like going off. And then it just yeah. it went bad fast. Did that re- the revenge tour that was supposed to start last night just the, like it's. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see it because I hate Liverpool. I hate the the team. I just don't like anything about Liverpool. So, to see I, them get crumbled like that I, is amazing. So I I'm gonna disagree there. Not like disagree. Obviously, it's a personal opinion, but I like the team. I like the players on the team. Like like I'm uh, Nunez. I'm coming around to Gakpo. I liked at the World Cup. Jota's obviously there. Fabio Carvalho. I want to like I like the team. I hate the fans dude yeah they are the worst fans in european soccer bar mm-hmm. none as far as fans go there's a lot of teams i hate more than liverpool because of the teams and it's usually whoever that midget dwarf is on but <laughs> as far as actual like fandoms go liverpool's is the absolute worst so to see it happening is just like so so nice to, see, to watch this in real time because these guys are losing their minds and i love it but as speaking speaking as fans you know there's another game that happened yesterday we called it on the pod i'm sorry tony what did you guess you said one nothing napoli i believe yeah, I, I said three nothing napoli we were totally. pretty much right in the middle there napoli took a two nothing lead uh going into the second leg i mean i could not believe when i woke up and i looked at my fan duel account and i saw that they were offering napoli at plus money yeah. absolutely blown my mind. Don't get me wrong. Frankfurt's a solid team. They deserve yeah. to be here. But come on, the way Napoli's rolling, did really anyone think there was a chance that they weren't going to win that game? The biggest thing is that Andre Frankfurt, I don't know if you remember last year when they played against Barcelona and all those fans went to Barcelona. Like yeah. Frankfurt oh, yeah. has, a great, it has a great atmosphere. And that's what was worrisome to me because Napoli doesn't have that kind of atmosphere to play against in Syria. Like, Napoli yeah. are the most passionate fans in Syria. Yeah. So, to go into a place like Frankfurt, Frankfurt's not a bad team. Europa, Europa League champions last year for a reason. But, I mean, credit to Napoli, as much as I feel they should have won by more, uh, that's a that's the perfect result away from home that you want in a two-legged tie. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I to agree to allude on your first point, I was surprised when it was that high for this... to bet on Napoli to win. And and you know what? I'm I'm expecting even a bigger blowout next week now that Kolo Muani is gonna be out. Um that, that red that, that red card is huge. In my opinion, he is arguably their best player. And that's what I was saying uh while watching the game was that this guy will be the one that if Frankfurt pull off this result, it's gonna be through him. Because he was really he really pushed Kim to his limits. Like Kim did well, he shut him down up until that red card, but he was making him work. There's no doubt about that. Like you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, but I, I didn't. Think, I didn't realize Mario Gotze plays for Frankfurt. Yeah, he does. I mean, he didn't play bad either. But I mean, remember when they had the rumors of him coming to TFC? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, this just showed the quality in Napoli. I think because even though Frankfurt put pressure on this, they just Napoli kept going. Um, one of my biggest, one of my favorite things from the game was uh, when Cavascaria missed the penalty and Osiman went there and lifted his head up. And it just shows you that camaraderie, the brotherhood between these guys, right? Like this, something special is cooking in Napoli and you know, with the results going their way, we may see a deep run, we may not, but 
Listen, something Tony, special is going through here. Tony, I don't <laughs> want to get you excited. Don't get me wrong. But there's not one team currently in this that's in Champions League right now still that are really have impressed me more than Napoli and how they've been playing. There's not I one know, team where you but... look and they're like, but no, there's not the one team where you look and go, oh, they're dominant. They're going to be the favorite going through. It's Napoli right now, in my opinion. Like you look at you look at yeah. a team like Real Madrid. Okay, they handled it five two, but Liverpool's just bad. You know what yeah, I, mean? No. I mean? You look Napoli at Man City. One, two, right? Man City. So. We'll talk about that coming up. Yeah. Man City. Uh, they tie, and... they tied Leipzig. Yeah. Bayern and PSG both. They looked okay. Bayern looked okay, but yeah. like nothing special. Napoli yeah. looks right now to be the favorite. The only other team as hot as Napoli right now, in my opinion, is Benfica. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, I agree. And Benfica, and come on, like it's it's Benfica. They played a much they easier. They played a much easier team too. Ah, Bruges and Frankfurt, very similar. Uh, yeah, and, and but and Benfica had a much harder group stage than Napoli. Yes, they did. Yeah, much harder. And, and they made it through. I, I think right now they're the two teams that you could say they're the hottest right now. I think Bruges is a very solid team. I think them and Frankfurt could be a toss. Well, it could go either way the if they were playing Bruges, each other. Yeah, I think for both those teams, their ceiling is around the 16. Yeah, of course. They weren't making it past. They were mm-hmm. not making it past. But, yeah, I mean. It's, it's, it, this, it might be time to get excited, bro. It might it be time to get excited. I mean, like like I said, like. You want more goals, like Osiman. He's a step away on that sec on the offside goal that makes it three. Carrasquilla scores. Like it should have been more, but I mean, just like Real Madrid against Liverpool, that second half was just perfect. And those are the way those. That's what wins you ties is good results on the road. You know. Yeah, and so. hey, listen, I I don't want to say we called it, but I'm pretty sure if we go back and listen to the tape. A one-one Leipzig Man City draw was talked about last week. Yeah. We both said Man City's winning the the two-legged uh, series that they're going to mm-hmm. go on, but we said the first game at home in Leipzig. They, I mean, Leipzig is is a decent team. They're having a bad year in Germany this year, but I mean, at home German they've been teams, hot lately, though. Like, and, and, and even then, like German teams at home are tough to beat. Like they have great atmospheres there once again. Like, yeah, and you know, Man City. I don't know what it is with this team. Like, they played really well on the weekend. Like, I didn't see any problem with how they were, you know, that game against the uh, – oh, sorry, no, they tied Nani and Force. Oh, I'm thinking the Arsenal yeah. game. No, but, uh, you're thinking, yeah, last midweek. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Holland, no shots. And then, once again, Ederson on that goal. I don't know what he's doing. Like, yeah. if you're going to leave the net as a goalie on a cross, you better go up there and grab it. And he just stands there and he looks at Nathan Ake like, why'd you not clear that? It's like, buddy, you're coming out. Listen, a lot, like, lot, lot of goalie mistakes yeah. this past few days. Like, yeah. it's uh, it's been a bit of a crazy time for the goalies. When you and look at the stats, Leipzig had more shots on target. Like, yeah. the, again, this was a game I did not watch as I was watching the other game that was on today that we'll get into next. But uh, to see this draw, I can't say I'm surprised. We talked about it. Man City's been no, kind I, of faltering. I wasn't, and... I wasn't surprised at all. That's what that's what you get when you listen to this pod. We're giving you free locks. Like we gave you this tie. We oh, gave I, you Napoli winning. We're giving you. We're spoon feeding this to you. I will be honest. Speaking of betting, with every you know, when people messaged me yesterday saying, "Yo, I'm taking Napoli to win. I'm taking Napoli to win." I'm like, guys, why are you gonna put this pressure yeah. on me right now? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking superstitious tone over here is having a having a, <laughs> a, a cardiac arrest because everyone's telling him that Napoli's a lock and he's starting to believe it. So he's thinking, "Oh shit, we're gonna lose." And going down but no it was a, it was the lock of the year napoli yeah. winning that game man and getting them at plus money it was just unfair yeah and then i mean you know leipzig city 
I doubt City has another bad performance at home. However, right now, if we look at it, I mean, Leipzig is going to be the tough one to complete, but there's a solid chance we may only have one English team in the quarterfinals. Uh, I, I think we will only have like, one team. Liverpool is done. I don't see Chelsea beating Dortmund. Nope. Tottenham, Mil- Tottenham Milan will be... Tottenham has a chance. It's a toss-up. And Leipzig will have to pull off a big performance at home um, on the road. But, I mean, how nice would that be if only one or, or all four get eliminated this round? Like well, turning ter- a turn of the tide in Europe right now. The way well, I, I like EPL teams, so I'd like to see them succeed, but... It's uh, it's hard to dis- discredit what you're saying. You look at them, and Tottenham, like the I think, has, the, has a good chance. I think Tottenham has got a good chance. Uh, they're only down one nothing. They're going home. Con, it's I, I don't know. I think it's a perfect storm for them. I think they will get through that tie. But Chelsea have been awful. Yeah. Um, Liverpool's done. Dortmund's, Dortmund's been unreal. So Dort, Dortmund's hot right eight, now, man. Eight straight wins in 2023. So no, Dort, Dortmund is very hot right now. You can't take that away from them. So they're going to be tough to beat. So I don't think Chelsea's getting out of that hole and man city i think they're obviously going to go through so i think man city and tottenham can go through but again i wouldn't be i hope milan can hold off i'd like to see them to the next round but it's looking tough we got one more game to talk about speaking of a milan uh inter milan porto today everyone knows my team's porto Uh, um they they lost one nothing oh what What a a, buddy it was a rebound but what but what a goalie i was gonna say goalie battle between onana and uh the, the Porto goal is off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Diogo Costa. <laughs> Diogo between Costa and Onana. Like, what a performance we've seen those two today. Uh, electrics. Like, out of all the goalie errors that we've seen, and then to see this battle, like, right yeah. before half, that free kick coming in with a header, and Costa just got, like, a glove save, like, in hockey. Mm-hmm. got his arm up to deflect it up. Then Onana had, like, three consecutive shots in a row at the beginning of the second half. That yeah. Porto just could not find the back of the net. Like, it, it was it was a boring game, I will give you that, but I knew that was coming. No offense to Inter Milan. They they are a good team, but they play fucking boring, man. Yeah, they're not they're not very it's not as attack. It's not you only got like you think you see Lataro Martinez up front, you expect expect excitement, but it's not. No, it's they're boring very, as hell. Yeah, they're very nonchalant of how they play. They just run through the rhythm rhythms of the game and I think uh they I wouldn't say lucky, but they, neither team really deserved to lose this game. It's fair to say. No, and you know what? A tie would have been great, but a losing one nothing on the road is not as bad as it used to be no. because the away goal rule is not in effect anymore. So exactly, all they have yeah. to do now is go home and win the game. Win it by yeah. two, you're through. Win it by one, we're going extra time. You know what I mean? So it's not exactly. it's not that bad. It could have been worse because, like we said, Diogo Costa had a couple of fantastic saves in the first half um he played very well and and so we have a chance that red card i'll say it was awful it was two yellows the first yellow was for us was when um um, otavio they there was like a whole foul calling and then we tried the portal tried to move quick so and they went through and then fucking inter milan lost their minds that we were trying to play fast and otavio and a guy from inter got a yellow card for getting into each other and then the second yellow card to me was a a foul that's not worthy of a second yellow in my opinion but he got it now he's got the red card to get out i don't understand why porto is ever since he's come back from the world cup and had that injury they've stopped playing ustachio yeah. And he's a guy that you need to be playing in that midfield. He, could, he, won, uh, he won player of the month for for the for the Portuguese league when he was playing. Like he the guy's solid. He would have really he would have slowed down Barella a lot. 
I think he would have too. That's what I noticed was Barella had a lot of freedom in that midfield today. Like t- Porto, not that he was playing crazy, but like he had a lot of he could do whatever he wanted there. He didn't take advantage of a lot of opportunities, Barella, but he really had ample amount of attempts to make things happen there. And I think a guy like I said, or the guy like Gustakio, he wouldn't have had that much options out there. Yeah, dude, I, honestly, I don't get why he's not playing. He played last week in their game. He started in the mm-hmm. middle there, but he hasn't been starting a lot since uh, coming back from that World Cup because he had that injury, right? Like, it's yeah. not like he has been he was fully healthy. He did have that injury. So I don't know if maybe they're just kind of bringing him back slowly. I I don't know, but he's got to play. Like, his last yeah. game when he that, when he played in that final, the toss of the Liga final in Sporting, and he scored that amazing goal as the game winner. Like, mm. he's, he's a guy that makes a difference when he's on there. Oh, and, he does. 100%. And I think they need to play him next week – or not next week, sorry, in two weeks when uh, when they get the replay leg in Porto at the Drigao. Um, and – Sorry, Again, it's not it's not the end of the world. One no, nothing. It, this tie is still open. This this one is 100. percent It's gonna be a, a fun 90 minutes next uh, two weeks from now. Yep, I agree. And also, to give credit to players we rip on all the time, Lou Kaku in that half an hour he played today looked like he was reincarnated to his younger self. I have He's... not seen that guy move so much like he did today. The chances he had, this the chances he made, especially that pass. We put it through the box to uh, Latar Martinez. He misses in the empty net. Like Lukaku today, I don't know what Porto did to him, what the fans did to him or something, but he looked like he old wanted, Inter Milan. Old Inter Milan. I know. You he know really what? Stepped up today. He he was that injection was of energy the they needed. To me, he I was think. he was that injection of energy they needed. And his goal again, it was a rebound goal. He had a header that he should have put in. I mean, yeah, not playing nothing, that header. The goal was is a, nothing special, but it's the performance he put in. No, he he was definitely yeah. the 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 turning of the tides when he got in there. The energy went up and everything, and they just could not. Uh, Porto could not step up with it. But yeah, credits to them. They got the win. Uh, one nothing again. Not the end of the world. Just like Milan Tottenham, when the next leg goes to their home, mm-hmm. anything's possible. But you know what? I I think we were we're um, pretty good on the. We're, Ooh, our we're our picks were pretty good, but you know what? We were also kind of this round of Champions League. Fine, uh, the round of sixteen has been meh. Like we had a banger of a well, game yes, in Liverpool, yes, Real Madrid. Yeah, Don't yesterday, get me wrong. yesterday's games really, I think, took the. I mean, well, like, you, Tuesday's games took the the cake. I think you saw a masterclass from Napoli, and you saw a fantastic showing from Real Madrid to make that comeback and you know shatter Liverpool. In yeah, but like, they, but like the games were like that. Milan Tottenham game was awful, but but. Bayern PSG was eh. Dortmund yeah. Chelsea was eh. Like the Inter Porto game today, even like if I'm if you're not a fan of these teams watching it, like Champions League's supposed to be electric, right? And watching some of these yeah. games was just even ben, not ben, not Benfica it. Bruges wasn't that much either. So no, yeah, literally it was just the Tuesday games were the only ones that really I say had the hype around them. Yeah, but you know what? The good news is the next legs could be a lot of extra time going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only three games out of the eight that have a more than a one goal difference right now, Actually, which means it could be a lot of extra time and maybe some penalty kicks, which is always exciting. You know what I just saw now, just looking for the next games. They have Borussia Dortmund listed at a 4.3 to win. Yeah, I don't think they'll win. I'm thinking top. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's they could huge. win too, though. You know what? Chelsea's been awful. And I, that's why I so say. Hot. Yeah, Chelsea you know what? Chelsea 1.7, Dortmund at 4.3. Wow! No, it's yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's definitely going to be tough to not to not touch that one. But it's um, 
it's going to be some exciting games. We'll obviously talk on that next week. We'll review the first round, the first four, the first four of the second legs on next Thursday when we get back here. Um, but let's get away from Champions League. You know what? We always we talk so much about Europe, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's off season for our boys, Toronto FC. At least it was off season. And that's what we got to get to that now soon. We got to get more into them. Before we get there, though, let's break it up a little bit because I know you got some top bins, trash bins for me, Tony, and I'm I'm waiting yeah. to answer them. I've been waiting all day. Okay, so the first one with the season starting up this weekend, um, top bins, trash bins, MLS's partnership with Apple TV for the season's pass. Okay, I got a lot to say about this actually because also, I've been hearing rumors. I just want to say, if you're a season ticket holder at TFC, I don't know how you guys do this every year because I just signed up and what a, <laughs> I have had. You think? After paying seven thousand dollars for three tickets, oh look at Tony flexing! Look at Tony so flexing! To dude, what the shit I had to go through to get the, everything set up today? The last couple of days have been hectic. So TFC, you gotta fix up your fucking uh, your membership. Well, that's part that, there because oh my god, horrible. that's why you have me, man. Because you you just send me the <laughs> questions and I give you the answers. But no, I have I do, to, so I know what I'm walking into. I do have a lot to talk oh, yeah. about about this whole MLS Apple deal because first of all, I'm going to say top bins to your question because the actual season's passed. So if you had to pay for it, I guess it could yeah. kind of suck. But we don't have to pay for it. We get it for free with our season tickets, and it's a pretty cool system they got. You can go into the Toronto FC section. They have all the games to watch. Uh, they have a bunch of different videos. They have like season previews, things like that. It's actually really, really cool. And I'm not sure yet because I don't know who's going to be commentating on the games. But if I don't have to listen to Stephen Caldwell's stupid, dumb mouth anymore, then it's worth it. I'd pay fucking thousands to watch it on Apple TV if he's not the commentator. We'll find that out this weekend. I'm not too sure who's behind the mics there because I think for TSN, they're getting a few games, I think like 16 of their games. And I'm pretty sure Caldwell yeah. will still be the guy there. I don't know who will do it for Apple TV. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, but I have heard that the, because of this Apple TV deal is why they made that change in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've kind of changed the playoffs and they made the new quest where it's a lot more teams. The first round. Let's not go into that of, just yet. Okay. Okay. We won't go into that just yet. <laughs> but yeah. but, but <laughs> I've heard it's because of Apple oh, and really? that could be, I don't know if you should be letting a streaming service like that influence the league the way it is. But again, the actual season's pass on Apple TV is phenomenal. I'm I'm really looking forward to using it this year. Yeah, I can agree for the sense of the for top bins because it does look really cool. I haven't I haven't got a chance to play around with it yet, but I'm excited because uh, it was nice having everything on the zone last year to watch the whole league. Cause sadly, in Canada, prior to it going to the zone, it was hard to follow every team because it wasn't shown. And uh, you know, like any league, you don't you don't just follow your team. You want to see other games too, and yeah, I'm excited to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah, and no blackouts. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. the zone was there, you couldn't watch Toronto FC, Montreal, or yeah. Vancouver. You can only watch the yeah. American teams, right? So it's like bullshit in that sense. So I'm glad Apple TV removed those blackouts. Yes, exactly. I agree with that too. So the second thing is um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the uh, Quantum Mania has been released. And my question is to you, because this was what's bothering me for the past couple of days now. But is the multiverse idea killing the MCU's movie? I think it is in a sense of it's killing it for the average fan. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you like comics and you like stuff like that, then this is nothing new to you. You know what I mean? You're easy to keep keep going with what everything is because you're so used to it. If you're just a, a person who want, who enjoys the Marvel Cinematic Universe just from a movie standpoint and you're not used to all this, like, kind of stuff being thrown at you, it can be a lot to process and kind of just, like, be a big detriment. And I think Marvel's realizing that, and that's why the Kevin Feige came out saying not every movie is going to be related to this whole multiverse saga thing coming up. But... Mm-hmm. I do think people will get around to it again once it starts ramping up to Secret Wars because that's going to be the be-all of end-all where you're going to see characters like Jessica Alba's um, Invisible Woman from Fantastic Four maybe coming and showing up with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And people from any Marvel movie ever could come back in that in that film and people are going to get super excited for that. But the build-up, I think, is going to be hard for some people. Personally, uh, I'm going to call that Trashman's because I've been enjoying the whole multiversal aspect of it, but I can see the flip side. Yeah, for me personally, I think it just with the multiverse, it kind of dilutes it. It's a lot of stuff to cover in short periods of time. So, I don't know. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but at the moment, I haven't had a as much of a pleasure in watching these movies as I previously did. Well, so That's because you're a cynic, and for some reason, you hate fun <laughs> things. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but... Um, so the final thing, as you touched on for the MLS change in playoffs, um, one of the big things that came up to me is the conference final now being a best out of three. Tompkins no, or Trishman's? No, it's a one game. No, no. No, so the the new thing is, so there's a play-in for the eight and nine seed. Then the first round is a best of three series. And then moving forward, every game after that is just a one game se- a one game match, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, sorry. Conference quarterfinals. Yes, you're right. So conference yeah, quarterfinals so being a best of three. Yeah, Top which is stupid as shit. It's yeah. trash bins. Make, make, it, make it a two-leg game. Why best of three? I'd rather just do the one legs like we've been doing, to be honest. Well, so, okay, <laughs> one, one legs is fine, too. But if you wanted to do something like that, a two-legger makes the most sense. What are you doing best of three matches? I don't yeah. get that at all. It's stupid. Um, but I'm glad they're sticking with one game for the conference semifinals and the conference finals. And then the MLS cup, of course, is just one game as well. So you only have to deal with the best of three for one round. I can deal with that. It's not ideal, but yeah, I'm saying trash bins. Yeah. Me, me as well. So, but did you see the other thing they're talking about changing now? And they're saying it's with Apple. Um, so what I've been hearing is rumors, not obviously this year, cause they haven't changed that, but they're saying maybe for next year. And I think they do it in MLS next pro right now where each game, Three points are up for grabs. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dumbass. That's just the way it is normally anyways. But it's not because if you tie, it's only one point each. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's only a total of two points. What they're doing in MLS Next Pro that they're saying they might bring to MLS, which, you know what? I kind of dig this idea is no more ties. Every game you play, and at the end of the game, if it's tied, you go straight to penalty kicks with the winning team grabbing two points for a penalty kick win and the losing team taking one point as a penalty kick loss. So you get pretty much the one point from the draw, but this allows one team to get an extra point for technically getting the win. You know, it's almost like in hockey when you have overtime loss, you still get a point or whatever. Mm -hmm. It used to be, I'm not sure if it's still the same way. It used to be like that. But so, and I think MLS Next Pro does that now. And I think Apple wants MLS to kind of put that in there to make it more exciting. Because how exciting would it be if at every draw goes straight to a penalty kicks mat, uh, game? So I mean, really shit. Wants- it would be shit for TFC. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Do you really want to sit through that every time? <laughs> I, buddy, I penalty know, kicks man. is exhilarating, man. I would love that. And in worst case, even if they lose, they're getting the one point they would have got from the tie anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. It's new. It's obviously for yeah. not for traditionalists, but I'd say that's top bins. 
I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Apparently, it's working well in MLS Next Pro. Apparently, a lot of people like it. Well, that's 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 true too. But apparently, a lot of people enjoy it, man. And you know what? It it sounds nice to me. I wouldn't mind, especially live. Imagine going like going to our games and it's having in a draw. We either leave really happy or really pissed off. That's what I hate about draws. You just like, eh, okay, we sat here for ninety minutes to watch literally no team win. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would I like guess. it ending ending with a win or a loss. And how hype would it be on a Saturday night in the summer at BMO Field? Obviously, we we got the beers in us. We're mangled in section in our seats, <laughs> and then it goes to penalty kicks, and we win. That'd be even more hype to end the yeah. night. Like they they might just do best of three shots though. Don't do the five shot. Get over it quick. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I'd be fine with that too. But but yeah, so that's the, that's the rumor to go with this new playoff schedule the next year they're saying it might switch into the regular season as well and a lot of this is being driven by apple which it's a little weird but oh, i'm okay with it. Pump, they're gonna pump the money in <laughs> the only thing i the one thing that really bothers me not even the best of three matches is that nine teams will be making the playoffs from each oh, conference that's that's worked unreal in nfl right with the first team getting a buy in that wild card weekend so i can see why they want to do that yeah but you got but you got to remember um Nine teams making the playoffs is more than 60%, 55% of the conference. So you're going to have nine teams make it and only six teams miss the playoffs. Pretty much ruins the regular season for a playoff battle because it's like you're getting nine teams in anyways. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, if it's I, I would rather than, I'd rather them stick with seven teams make the playoffs and then you get the, the first place team gets a bye. And then oh, you have seven, or or that's, eight. That's... But nine seems too much. Those play-in rounds have been very successful in the states or in the other leagues, right? You know, MLB okay, did then, it, then NBA make it, did it. So then make it top six get in, and seven and eight have a play-in for the last spot to get the first one. Nine teams when you only have fifteen in a conference. It's, and, and in the West, it's even worse. They have nine teams in a fourteen-team conference. That means five teams don't make the playoffs, <laughs> and nine do. That's that's a bit of a joke, in my opinion. I don't like that. Montreal has a chance to make the playoffs this year, I guess. All right, listen, you know Montreal's made the playoffs the last few years. You know what they don't have a chance of? Fucking winning. All right. Yeah. Those stupid frogs. <laughs> but speaking of MLS, man, let's get to it. TFC opened their season up. Uh, obviously, not great form. They have not won a single preseason game. But like we said last week. Yeah, it's preseason. Who cares? Let's see what they can do now going into Wayne Rooney's DC United. Oh, he's still the coach there? He's he's the coach there, bro. Oh, I know. I forgot about Rooney. that today. I forgot about that yesterday. And then I um, uh, was thinking about it. I was like, I think Wayne Rooney's still the coach at DC. Like, they're going in there. Uh, I think Toronto's going to shock the world. Well, not the world because really the world doesn't care about MLS. Toronto's going to shock the MLS world. And they're gonna, they're, they're gonna <laughs> thump DC, dude. I would I, love that. I think they're gonna absolutely dummy them. I'll, um, be, I'll be honest with you. I saw the they said a little preview who's gonna be MVP this year and had the Consigni and a few other guys, but to not have Bernadeschi up there because I think Bernadeschi, I agree with you from last week, he's gonna have the, he's gonna be the biggest impact on this team this year. Yeah, I, I think he has a real chance to make an MVP as well. Like this, this guy, man, he's just energy and he's ready to go and you know i i'm very excited to see what he does this year we had the big tfc trade i guess we could talk about we didn't talk about that too much we um, uh, traded jesus jimenez over to dallas for a young midfielder brandon something i can't remember his last name now that i'm trying to think about it um 
but it, it, it seems like a good deal. A lot of players, people like fans from Messi, Dallas, Twitter, they're all kind of saying like, oh, I don't, I don't know how I feel it. But Brandon Cervania, that's it. They're saying mm-hmm. he, like they liked him. He was a solid player in that team, but he didn't really live up to his hype. Maybe he can in Toronto. I, I think that would be great. I kind of like this move, other than the fact that we now have to rely on Diomande. I, well, I don't know. Is still there. He is, but I it, for now I know they were trying to move him, right? So and like, praying, and they're praying Perutsa fucking practice this year, other than fucking just being a, a maid <laughs> or a butler. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, Perutsa, I like him. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have high hopes for him. I it's just didn't D- see him train this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's Diamande who is really that question mark because when he was in LAFC with Bob Bradley. He pocketed 20 goals in 44 games. Like, and everywhere he's been since, like even Al Arabi scored four and eight. Like he's he scores goals. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see what he can provide up front with Insignia and Bernadeski and if he can mesh well with them. Because Akinola, he meshed better than him and as last year, but he still didn't mesh great with them, right? So yeah, he couldn't do it. So I'm hoping Diomande can fill that role, or maybe a really young guy, a Hugo Mbonge, uh, Ralph Priso's. Mm-hmm. I'm a Preso's brother. He maybe can step in and do it. Who knows, right? We just need someone to step in that nine. And I, I, I really do think if it doesn't, no one kind of fits that position well, then in the summertime, they'll be adding a striker uh, with that yeah. last DP spot, I yeah, would imagine. I, I agree with that. I mean, I think Diomande, I mean, he's the only striker that scored in preseason, if I'm correct. Akinola scored the last game. Oh, okay. Against one, LA. So, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, again, yeah. I, I, I I do think the striker situation's kind of up in the air, but if we can have Bernadeschi and Insignia scoring goals, then who cares, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, who's on the DC team? Oh, Alex Bono. Oh, God, if Bono could be in that for that game. That would be sweet, <laughs> eh? You know he's going to go off, though. <laughs> of course, every every goalie that we have, the, like, look at Fry. Oh, we have Fry. As soon as we traded Fry, he becomes, like, a stud. Has Christian Benteke. I haven't heard of that guy in a long time. And Teke's on DC? Yeah. Since when? That? 32 years old. I guess this year. I always liked him. Yeah, he was always a decent Premier League player. Oh, that yeah. Be... At, at Crystal Palace? Oh, yeah. So he must have got there at the end of last year because he's played seven games for them. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that, that'll be a big guy to mark. But you know what? I'm confident in our defense this year, which is something I haven't been able to say about Shrevsky yeah, in a long time. Since really the Drew Moore days, I haven't been able to say I'm confident in their defense, but Rosted, Petretta, Hedges, Lorea, that starting back four with Sean Johnson and that, I'm confident that they can hold the their own. Defense, it's the best defense since we had, uh, since it was a Javinko Altador era. Since, yeah, since 2017 <laughs> when we won it all, yeah. with, with, which is weird to say because that lineup did include Zavaleta. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know well, yeah, oh. with Beta, with Beta Shore there, Moro, Moore, Zavaleta, Mavinga, those guys like that. That was a solid defense. And finally, since that point, we were looking like we might have that again. Again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I honestly but... do think we're going to shock a few people. I don't. Think... I think so too. I, I think, think we're going to dummy like... DC. It won't be like last year. I think this team is just, you know, we said I said it a few weeks ago the camaraderie and the chemistry of this team. You know, um, I believe. Uh, you know, we were speaking about over the weekend, you know, Insignia being frustrated with the team. And I think that's needed, you know. Like, we've had too many years of just being okay with shit. Yep. Now we got two guys here that 
you know, in reality, they're European champions. They've won Copa Italia's. They've won Serie A's in Bernadeschi's case. Um, this is these are two players that like they know how it is to win. And you bring in a guy like Vasquez who won with Osorio and Bradley. Like you're gonna have this this attitude of, oh, eh, it is what it is. It's not gonna fly anymore when no. you have these kind of players on the team. And that's what you need. That frustration I don't feel is frustrating as a negative thing. I think it's a thing of just kind of wake up call like he does. Well, we're better than this, you know? Well, you know what? So not only that, I think we drew a great hand in having our first game against DC United because I don't think DC United is going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've been reading is saying that they're one of the worst teams in the league. So I'm kind of leaning towards thinking, okay, you know what? This this game has what Toronto needs. Go into yeah. DC, thump them on the road, and put everyone on notice. Make this game a statement game. Go in there, do what needs to be done. And I think they will, man. I, I really have faith. I'm calling a clean sheet. I'll make my prediction right now. Toronto's winning this game for nothing. I'm telling you, man. It's it's what I'm, I'm feeling. Going, I'm, I'm, going, feel, I'm going bold. All right. I'm going, I'm going two nothing double by Bernard Vesci. Ooh, a two. I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love the, I'd love to see that too, but it's gonna be three nothing. And if I gotta pick the goal scorers, I'm gonna say Berna gets one. I'm gonna say Diomande gets one. And then I'm going to say a guy like Matt Hedges or Rosted. One of our center backs is going to grab see a, Rosted, yeah. a, a, a free kick or a corner kick goal. I'm going to call one of them getting in there. And I'm also going to make two more predictions. Richie Larea is getting yellow carded. Oh, that doesn't and... count, man. That's <laughs> toxic and Richie Larea getting yellow, man. Come on. I'm also going to call that. I want to call the Richie Larea parlay for this week. It's going to be Richie Larea gets a yellow and Richie Larea gets an assist. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to say Bernadeschi's goal is a penalty kick caused oh, by Richie Larea. Richie Larea is going to get an assist, a yellow card, and draw a penalty kick in the box, and that's how Bernadeschi's going to score. You know, if, you're, if you don't follow TFC, you think Nico's crazy, but that's pretty good odds to have all that happen. <laughs> right? That's crazy to do. Because the amount play. of times that happened last year within like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely a possibility, and I'm I'm excited to excited to see for the season to start, man. This is finally a a, a different TFC this season. You know what I mean? Bob yeah. Bradley came in last year. He said he was going to rebuild the club. We had the Italians come halfway through. I finally feel like the rebuild happened, and now we yeah. get to see the fruits of what's going on. And this is a big year for the team. Uh, I think they're going to succeed, though, man. I really do. Yeah. I think this is actually Bob Bradley's team this year. Yeah, I think last year was very much a transitional where he got to see what he had in the scraps and, and the bin that was there when the players left over. And, I mean, I think the biggest move that TFC made this year, I have to say, is keeping Osorio around. I think that's a key thing. I think if we had lost Osorio, it would be a very big hole to fix. And yes. having him back here long-term shows that there's something being built here that he said, I'm going to stick around forever here. So Yeah, and you know, K, with Mark Anthony K2, he kind of started yeah. flow with us. I think now that he's had a whole offseason and things, he'll get back to his usual self in the mid midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this Saravia kid, he could be a good addition too. Who knows? And like you said, Vasquez knows how to win. And yeah. he's going to – I can't wait for the first home game that Victor Vasquez plays in, man. It's going to be oh, – It's going to be so nice. Electric, <laughs> but – it's 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 a, a great time to be a TFC fan for the first time in a while. So yeah. let's enjoy the run. Let's enjoy the game this upcoming week. We'll be back to talk all about it next Thursday. Make sure you're following us at FootyLG everywhere. Apple, Apple Music, Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, all that great stuff. And we'll be back next week talking TFC's results 
with a happy smile on our face, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And we'll also be talking the, the rest of the Champions League games that happen next week. So, Tony, thanks for joining me, man. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back here next Thursday. Take it easy.